Here we go. Week four nearly upon us. San Francisco 49ers, Arizona Cardinals in week four. Can the 49ers remain perfect? The keys to victory, how they will get there. Coming at you right now. You are locked on 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to all the everydayers out there. See y'all jumping in to the live chat on this one. Uh, we appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Hit that thumbs up button. Uh, we appreciate you. For that as well, today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Croc, let's get into the keys to victory here. Uh, I want to start with one. And by the way, those of you jumping into the live chat here, let us know what you think the keys to victory here are for the 49ers to stay unbeaten. A perfect four and zero. Oh against the Arizona Cardinals here in week four. What a fun season it is too, Croc. Like, this is fun. The Niners are playing well. You got the Cowboys coming up next week. Uh, potentially a, an unbeaten Niners team playing against the Cowboys in week five. But that's trap game talk, right, Croc? Like, we can't start looking at the Cowboys right now. we got to take these Cardinals serious, and these Cardinals are a lot better team than I think we thought they were going to be. And maybe the fact that they beat the Cowboys kind of woke up the 49ers and, and hopefully makes them – sit up a little bit straighter and realize, okay, this is, this can't be a trap game because now we know who you are and we're going to come out and show you who we are. No, I don't think we can gloss over just how well the 49ers are playing and that they are three and no. And with every podcast, you and I, we still try to figure out different ways that this team can improve. How can they keep it going? Because again, we want to keep the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing is Super Bowl hoisting that number six Lombardi. All right. So we know what the goals are, but man, you know, talking with Winky, I know with, you know, myself on this show, I was on Bleach Report, you know, just trying to find areas where, you know, you're maybe like nitpicking or oh, they can get better at this. It's kind of hard right now. So this is a really good 3-0 team. And I guess if I have anything that I want to see them just even slightly improve on is, I don't know, hey, start faster, you know, but obviously you can't expect that every game, no game is going to be perfect. So I don't know, man, like th this team and, you look at the Cardinals game, it can be viewed as a quote-unquote trap game. I don't think so anymore after they beat Dallas Cowboys. I'm curious to see, do they just continue to play everybody the same? You play the uh, you, excuse me, you play the Pittsburgh Steelers, you, you beat them bad, you handled them how you were supposed to handle them. You beat the uh, week two, you beat the Rams. And I think we found out now the Rams are probably a little bit better than people thought. You know, they had a tough loss on Thursday night. But – you continue to handle teams the way you're supposed to do. Will they do that against Arizona as well? Yeah, in the uh, the first half, too. It's like, okay, it's a tie game. And the Niners had to go down to tie it, go for it on fourth down to tie it at halftime against the Rams and then kind of ran away a little bit in the second half. They did the same thing against the New York Giants um, and, and, and really imposed their will on the New York Giants. Can they do the same to the Cardinals? Because they... There are they are a better football team. And Croc, what the Cardinals are doing is really impressive because they have more roster turnover than any team in the NFL this year. They're, they 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 snatched up a QB three and and threw him into the starting role in Joshua Dobbs. And he's top five in the league in completion percentage right now. 
Um, now he's not making big time throws down the field. It's not a powerhouse passing game right now. Uh, they got one rookie wide receiver out there, fourth rounder Michael Wilson. They got Hollywood Brown, who's more of a one trick pony type of a player. Rondale Moore is sort of the number three gadgety guy. He's got a few rushes under his belt as well. And I kind of like that they're using Rondale Moore how he was supposed to be used the whole time. It seemed like they weren't really utilizing that weapon very much the first couple of years of his career. So um, this uh, it's an Arizona Cardinals team that's that's up to the challenge, but this seems like a game where the 49ers should be able to impose their will, knowing how many stars they have, and not just star power, but just an overall better football team top to bottom. And we kind of saw the runaway ability that they had against the, the Rams in a close one early, against the New York Giants. Uh, and so uh, I fully expect them to be able to do that, but you got to play clean uh, and, you know, you can't have big players getting hurt. You can't make big turnovers. We know those things. Those things are keys to victory every single week. So we've got to look beyond that. And the thing I want to start with, and I mentioned Rondell Moore, he's got six carries on the season so far for, I think, 60 or five carries for 66 yards. Most of it because of one 45 yard run. Uh, James Connors got 266 yards rushing. He's 5.2 yards per carry right now and got you some money, right? Because he scored a, a rushing touchdown last week. And the thing with the, the Arizona Cardinals win game is they're even better in the first half than they are in the second half. I think they're averaging seven yards per carry right now in the first half of games this season. So that's one thing you don't want the Cardinals to do is to run the football, take it down, own the clock in the first half and get a lead. And I'd be really interested to see how the 49ers look and Brock Purdy looks playing from behind because he's hardly ever had to do it in his career. I would say that we prefer him not have to play from behind, even if he can handle it, right? Again, uh, you, I like how you said we haven't seen it this year. We did see it last year. We saw it against the Raiders where the 49ers had a really weird game offensively and defensively. Uh, some uncharacteristic turnovers there and obviously defensively just kind of getting diced up by – Gosh, who's that quarterback? The, the the kid that came from the New England Patriots. Uh, Stidham, Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, Jarrett Stidham. All right, I'm I calling those kids now. That's how you know I'm old. Watching the 49ers. Yeah, so yeah, he he was all over them. Uh, but that was a game where you got to see Brad Purdy play from behind, and I thought he handled it well. Um, needed some guys in some situations to make plays, and that's what they're there for. He has big time playmakers, but we have seen it. So I hope that the 49ers don't have to play from behind too many times this year. And I hope they don't have to against the Cardinals because one thing we learned, and maybe this can be a key to victory, stay on course, stay on schedule. You know, the Dallas Cowboys, one of the biggest things I think that hurt them is they fell behind early to the Arizona Cardinals. And then the Arizona Cardinals were able to play the game that they probably want to, which is, hey, we're just going to run the rock and find different ways to get the ball in some of these playmakers' hands. And the more they did that, the more the Cowboys just started pressing and pressing and pressing. And next thing you know, they tried to get back on track with the run game, but it was a little too late. Ended up throwing a red zone interception that ultimately really sealed the deal. But it almost felt like it was never a game because the Cardinals were able to play the style that they want to. So maybe that should be a key to victory. Don't you got to take them out of their style, however they want to play, make them play the opposite. Make Dobbs have to take shots, make Dobbs have to put the game on his shoulder and not be able to rely on guys like Connor or Rondell Moore to make the plays for him. I love that one. And that leads right into what my first key to victory is for the 49ers and the Cardinals. We talked a little about it, a little bit about it yesterday with uh, Alex Clancy of locked on Cardinals and 
I think it's strength on strength. And I think one of the reasons the Cardinals have stayed afloat and, and been competitive early in the season and been able to run the ball early is because their offensive line. I think it's the strongest group on the entire roster is their offensive line. And so it's and it's one of the strongest groups, maybe the strongest group on the 49ers roster is their defensive line with the way that Hargrave's playing. Um, Bosa needs to get into the uh, into the equation with some some sacks, right? And and pressure Joshua Dobbs and not let Joshua Dobbs be super efficient, complete 70, what, 72% of his passes right now, I think he is. Uh, yeah, 72% passing right now. And it's only 6.7 average. They're not, he's not making big time plays, but he's not making mistakes either. So Get them in those third and longs, right? Don't let them play their game. I think that's huge, Crock. And it, and it and it all comes down to, in a lot of ways, the the biggest key to me and the biggest matchup, which is the the offensive front of the cards, the defensive front of the 49ers. Are the Niners better? Do the 49ers have the best D-line in the league? We're going to find out. Yeah, we are going to find out. And Nick Bosa, a guy that's playing at an extremely high level right now, we've talked about having to knock the rest off. Uh, you know, coming back, trying to get back in game shape. Obviously, he missed all of OTAs, all the training camp, all the preseason. But if you look at a lot of the analytics, the, the stats, the pressures, the PFF scores and all that, he's just as good as he's ever been or as efficient. And I think now the more he gets and just continues to get in that better shape, and I think he's inching close to being there, uh, you'll start to see him finish more. And that's the one thing the 49ers are waiting on. We did see it once last week against the New York Giants. Now I just want to see it again, and maybe twice. And I think that would be the kind of the deciding factor in how this game goes, especially early on. Like, can Nick Bosa come out against that offensive line from the Cardinals and just make a play right now? I think that'll set the tone. And we've seen that from 49 players, right? Fred Warner, early in games, just tee off on a running back, setting the tone. I think you got to do that in this game as well. More on that matchup and many more keys to victory for the San Francisco 49ers in week four against the Arizona Cardinals. We want to hear from you as well. So let us know what you think the keys are for the 49ers in this one in the chat next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by DoorDash. If you are missing, say, the syrup for your pancakes or you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. So, Uh, Whether you are doing your weekly grocery shopping and you can't get to the store and you need all your fresh groceries for the week or you just need something last minute right now, try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites and now you can get that grocery delivery that actually delivers too. Thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. And for our listeners, get 50% off your first DoorDash order, up to $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNFL. Don't forget, that's code Locked on NFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. You looking for tickets for maybe a 49ers game? Maybe uh, it's uh, any old football game, college football, baseball, basketball, you name it. All the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all those events. And of course, your San Francisco 49ers. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event with killer last minute deals. All in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you buy. You get a, a snapshot of exactly what it looks like 
from your seats so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And Game Dive, Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. I, I love it. I, I was going to, a, you know, had a Friday night off, wanted to go see a Giants baseball game, cruised on down to the ballpark on my way, got myself a ticket. It could not have been easier. And I had that game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Croc, did you think that uh, the Bosa sack should have been a the the, the Bosa sack should have been a safety last week. I saw a lot of people that were upset about that one because the sack started in the field to play, ended in the end zone. I like the current rule that that's not a sack or that's not a safety, but some 49ers fans were a little salty about that one. Thought that should have been two points for the 49ers. If the contact happens outside of the end zone, it's just not going to be a safety. Yeah. And the reasoning for that is, let's say a quarterback is at the two-yard line. He gets hit and you just pick him up and carry him backwards into the end zone, then sack him there. And it's like, you know, you get a safety for that? Like, absolutely not. And that's, it's not just for right there by the end zone, right? Like, you do have the weird rule, which I actually kind of like it too, where if you dive in, in the ball, you fumble it, but into the end zone and out of the end zone, like out of bounds, it's a safety. Uh, that's cool. This rule, it's the same no matter where you are. So even if you're on the 35-yard line, you get hit at the 35 and then you get driven back three yards and tackled like to the ground there, you still get the ball where your forward progress stops. It did hurt the 49ers one time, big time, terrible forward progress stoppage, uh, 2011 NFC championship game against the New York giants. I have no idea what the hell the refs are thinking, but the 49ers late in that game, uh, hit one of the running backs, maybe it was a Ma Bradshaw, stripped the ball right away. They said his four progress was stopped. I think it was ridiculous. I think that call is overlooked, but it's just as bad as the tuck rule, in my opinion. That was a bad one. I, I do remember that one, but I, I agree with the non-safety for the Nick Bosa sack. Hopefully he can... You know what I want to see here in this one, continuing on that, that Cards offensive line versus the Niners defensive line? Um, I, I want to see a welcome to the NFL moment for first-rounder Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, you know, like... Like, oh, okay, these are the big boys. And they did a good job against uh, Micah Parsons and the Dallas Cowboys. So, uh, you know, Bosa might have his handful. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, or, or maybe it'll be a welcome to the NFL moment against the 49ers front. Because right now, if you look at interior line pressures, I think the 49ers have three of the top five pressure creators right now on their defensive line. And uh, so that's pretty phenomenal stuff. So, uh, yeah, I expect... Uh, I, Kudos to what the Cardinals have done. And maybe this is overconfidence, but I, I just feel like the 49ers are going to handle their business, right? And, and not allow them to do the things that they've done to stay competitive the first couple of weeks. And look, every it game's going to be competitive in the NFL. Uh, but this is a 14-point swing for a reason. Maybe you, maybe you win by 10. Maybe you win by 7. But a Cardinals victory against the 49ers, that one will kind of shock me this week. It would shock you. And just like it shocked everybody when they beat the Dallas Cowboys last week. 
right? So, like, the 49ers are favored by two touchdowns for a reason. Like, the 49ers are the better team. They've been sound on both sides of the ball. They're scoring 30 points per game. They're playing good defense as well, and they are taking the ball away. Uh, that's just a recipe for success in pretty much every game that they play in. They're, as of right now, I don't think I will pick against the 49ers in any game. does not matter who they're playing for the rest of the year. You might want to give an, an edge later in the year, and we'll see how teams are playing and if everybody's healthy. Shout out to everybody in the chat. I see Coach Desi in the chat. We see Todd in the chat. We see Oscar. They touched on injuries earlier just saying, hey, this team is healthy. Let's keep it that way. As long as they're healthy late in the year and you go up to Philadelphia, I feel as confident as the 49ers being able to win that game as I do them playing against the Arizona Cardinals. Like, this is a well-oiled machine. And when I watch these teams, because I, I watch – you got Thursday Night Football about to come on. I will watch every snap of Thursday Night Football. I watch all these teams. The 49ers look really good with just their ability to execute. It's, it's not this splashy brand of football. You know, you see just this tough, gritty – and then the run after catch, and then just the pound with, you know, Christian McCaffrey, then the defense, they're going to hit you, and they're flying around. And every once in a while, a team might get a drive here and there. But for the most part, it's been very consistent because that's just the way they play football. It would be hard to pick against them versus any team, especially a team like Arizona. That's not to say they can't win. They need some things. They need a lot of things to go their way, though. They're just sound. They're just sound in so many phases of the game. Um, and you can't really, it's hard to game plan against because you can't say, oh, we're going to take this away. And the Pittsburgh Steelers is a great example in week one. They had Mika Fitzpatrick paying a lot of attention to uh, to, to George Kittle. And after the game, George Kittle's like, cool, you want to try to take me out of the game plan? Good luck because we got number 23, we got number 19, we got number 11. Like it's, it's going to be a handful for you. Like how are you going to take somebody out? So you almost have to play them straight up. Then if you play them straight up, you're still getting beat somewhere. Yeah, too many guys. And then we also saw last year, you talk about trying to take away George Kittle. They tried to take away Brock Purdy last game. They blitzed him on 84% of his dropbacks. That is the most ever in the next-gen era, all right? You do that, it's like you're clearly saying, okay, somebody's been doing things wrong or we're going to try to figure out a way to crack the code on this offense. And all the 49ers did was go out and score 30 points and Purdy throw for over 300 yards, the most he's thrown in the game in his career. So who are they going to try to stop next time? And when you add guys, I mean, that was in the game without Brandon Ayuk. And I felt it early on. Everything kind of felt a little bit more condensed. It's like, man, you kind of need Ayuk in there to open it up. Like I felt his presence not being out there on the field, but you do have to kind of pick your poison with this team. And it feels like every time you pick your poison, Kyle Shanahan, the game plan was going supposed to be going in a totally different way the whole time. I don't think it was even uh, a thought that, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go to George Kittle all week in Pittsburgh. Like, that's not even what the Niners were thinking. <laughs> no, they're going to say, you tell us where to go because we're going there, there's going to be somewhere for us to go. I hate this comment right now by Oscar in the chat. It says, Croc and I are Lakers fans. Let's recall the way the 2001 Lakers won as long as they went out and played determined and focused. Sure, once in a while you get surprised, but discipline and planning gets W's. Um, I don't like I think that, that team won 21 straight games at one point. Hey, 49ers on a streak right now. 49ers on a streak. I don't know if they'll get to 21 straight, but um, that would mean Lombardi hosting, hoisting. Actually, you know what? They could get to 21 before the end of the season, if you go back to last year, counting regular season games, because they're already at 13 in a row, regular season wins right now, right? Aren't they? The 49ers? It, I've, I've lost count. 
12 you know, or 13. They, they, yeah. they win so many games in a row. I got to stop talking like this. Like, I'm just like, and then they get knocked off their high horse and some Arizona Cardinals fans listening to this podcast. Where are the Arizona Cardinals fans? Because when we when the 49ers played the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, the, the Steelers fans were flooding the comments. There were more Everybody. Steelers fans in comments than 49ers. And I feel like since then, it's kind of been a little, little quiet. Uh, good point. The Niners, like unlike the Lakers in 2001, didn't have the refs helping them out as well. So it's it's tough when it's like six, seven, eight versus five. So I agree. With that must be a Kings fan. for pointing that one out. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> okay, a- 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 G-, a- G must be a, a Kings fan. Yeah, he might be. There's a lot of Kings 49ers fans. A lot of Lakers 49ers fans, which I still think is is super odd. Like my guy Croc right here. Um, all right, next, we'll talk a little bit more about. Brock Purdy, how we can keep that train rolling against the Cardinals to finish up our keys to victory for week four. Next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for your daily fantasy drafts or scouting the waiver wire, Every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed fits on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And it's none other than 49ers second-year quarterback Brock Purdy, who has picked up where he left off as a star rookie passer down the stretch last season with his sharp play in Kyle Shanahan's diverse, loaded passing game this season. Purdy is playing off Christian McCaffrey's running well and delivering nicely through the red zone with his arm and legs. In week four, Purdy gets a favorable matchup at home against Arizona's defense. Purdy should manage multiple scores with 250-plus passing yards as San Francisco builds an early big lead in another blowout. I like where Vinny's head's out here with this 49ers uh, 49ers matchup and Brock Purdy. With over 122 million parts and uh, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your car or truck stays running smoothly all season long. Brake kits, LED headlights, uh, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. My baby needed a fender flare because I ran over a cone on the freeway and popped it off. I found it on eBay Motors. Uh, There's a green, big green check next to it. So I knew exactly which one would fit my car, slapped it on, saved a ton of money with eBay Motors and utilized eBay's guaranteed fit. It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, what about that? What about that Brock Purdy and uh, that eBay guaranteed fit and uh, Brock Purdy going big on the Cardinals this week? I like it. Over 250 yards, two touchdowns, 30 points. I mean, you can just like, you can lock those things in, it feels like right now for the 49ers offense. I'm feeling overconfident in this game. By the way, so the Arizona Cardinals beat the Cowboys, right? Seems like a really good signature win for the Arizona Cardinals. But can we look at the Cowboys wins? How good are, are the Cowboys even that good? Is that that impressive of a win? Because the Cowboys only beat the New York Giants and the New York Jets without Aaron Rodgers so far this year. They haven't beat anybody yet. It's week four. They still haven't beat anybody. I think that's how people are kind of looking at the 49ers wins from the outside. It's like, well, who have they played not knowing? Hey, the Rams are kind of good right now. Well, then they lost to – never mind. I don't even know if we can say that because they lost to the Bengals. And I thought the Bengals played like crap. <laughs> they did. And the Rams they played pretty bad and kind of slowly getting it going a little bit last week on Monday Night Football, but just barely. That tr- that like that is 
That is not a well-oiled machine right now with an injured Joe Burrow. I think the 49ers are still looking for that kind of like signature early win that stamps, hey, we are a dang good football team. Uh, I think just doing what they're doing and beating the teams that are put in front of you, you continue to do that. I think you're on the right path. And then when you continue to knock off teams like, you know, the we'll see the Cincinnati Bengals, if they, you know, string together a few wins, you beat them, you beat the Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, that's when I think people will start saying, all right, like this is just who they are. I, to me, the 49ers aren't defined by any early season win. Uh, again, the main thing is the main thing, and that is a Super Bowl appearance. So uh, everything that they do to this point right now is, is just a tune-up for a postseason run. Like that's how I view it. So uh, the strength of schedule or the strength of wins or anything early on, I'm not really so much paying attention to. It's just trying to identify what continues to be a strength for the 49ers week in and week out and what areas can they improve on. I know a lot of people are saying the right tackle. I saw that in the chat early on. The right tackle is just not going to change. Uh, it's just so well, how can you play around that? It could change at some point. Uh, we're seeing more and more names kind of pop up and, uh, hey, maybe available trade deadline. I think it's a little too early to talk about some of those things. Uh, Patrick Sertan's name has been thrown around. Uh, we'll get to some of those ideas, I think, you know, in maybe even next week. But um, focus on the game right now. But I think we can start to have some of those conversations. And maybe it is the right side of the offensive line that the 49ers do go shopping because they got their first round pick now this year. They got extra third round picks in the 2024 draft, they can go shopping if they want. And this is as ripe as it's been for the 49ers in a while to go win a Super Bowl. So I, I think the 49ers are going to be all in on it. And uh, it's hard to blame them feeling that way and wanting to go that route. Um, and AG says the right side of the offensive line still worries me. Can't get Purdy hurt. And uh, that's pretty key. Not getting him hurt and not getting him hit. And that, that can cause, um, you know, bad field position that can cause, Fumbles, turnovers, interceptions, getting your quarterback hit. Uh, so that is a big one in this game. And and Brock Purdy has to continue to not throw, not turn the ball over because he's done a great job of that. He's gotten a little bit lucky with that even at some point. But I want to I want to throw out some some stats here, and this is relayed by Al Sacco uh, on Twitter. And uh, 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy so far this season, his quarterback rating fourth in the NFL, one hundred six point three. His QBR second at seventy eight point eight. Interception percentage tied for first. He hasn't thrown interception. Zero percent. Joshua Dobbs also zero percent. What's going to give there? Who's going to get hit? Who's going to uh, turn the ball over? Might be a big factor in this game, and I think maybe one of the biggest keys. Uh, yards per attempt second, eight point one yards per completion, twelve point one third in the NFL. So, uh, I mean, Brock Purdy, he might not. It might not look as amazing as as some of the highlight throws that some other quarterbacks are making around the league right now. But man, he is p- playing some efficient ball. And the, the Niners offense right now is humming. They're running the ball. They're throwing the ball. They're making plays after the catch. And it, it's, been a, it's been a real pleasure to watch. So keep that train rolling. Brock Purdy. And don't get hit. So Colton McKivitz, uh, Spencer Burford, looking at you. Big key to victory is that right side of the offensive line. I agree with, with the chat. Bleach Report had me talk about if Brock Purdy was a top five quarterback. Like, just kind of have that discussion. I'm like, oh, you can't really go there. But a better question is, is Brock Purdy playing at a top five level? And when you rattle off like some of those numbers, like, you know, can you go around the league and think at least for his team, is anyone or not is anyone, but are five guys playing at a better level for their current teams than Brock Purdy's playing for the 49ers? And it's funny because a lot of the arguments against Brock Purdy 
is because of the depth of target and uh, you know a lot of the yak yards that are involved with his yards per attempt and yards per completion. And now that that's that conversation's been going on with the 49ers since Jimmy Garoppolo because it was the same way there, right? He's like, oh, the, right. you know, Jimmy's not throwing darts. It's it's because of the uh, the yards after catch and all those things. And and I will say the 49ers depth of target, they're not. And, and this is I, I always put it this way. This is and I need to trademark this term. 49ers offensive passing game is aggressively intermediate. That's what it is. It's not checked down, but it's not we're bombing and we're throwing a lot of big plays. It's 10 to 19 yards, tons of intermediate throws. We saw Jimmy, when he made mistakes, he was trying to force those intermediate throws, not checking the ball down. I think Purdy's been a little bit more aggressive in, in taking a couple more shots than Garoppolo did per game and also throwing it uh, throwing it down to his backs and checking it down a little bit more than, than – uh, than Jimmy Garoppolo did, but there's not always those quick hot reads and, and check down throws built into Kyle Shanahan's offense because again, it's aggressively intermediate. But when you have someone like Christian McCaffrey, there are going to be more throws maybe to the running back than there had been in the past in this offense. But um, so I, I don't hold that against Brock Purdy. And I've heard the argument that, you know, run after catch is a, is a quarterback stat. I don't agree with that necessarily because uh, you can tell me Debo Samuel doesn't have a lot to do with the run after the catch on his plays. You'd be like, oh, it's the quarterback. It's like, no, no, it's Debo. It's Debo running through the rules. That's that's what it is. And it's Chris McCaffrey, right? These guys are really good after the catch, but it does help to have a quarterback get the ball out quick, get the ball to you in a way that can help you and maximize those runs after catch. I have heard a lot of people talk about the 49ers quarterbacks checking down the ball and even with Jimmy Garoppolo, like I, like you said, sometimes you wish he would check down a little bit more because he wasn't checking down. He just throws a lot of slants. Like throwing a slant is not checking it down. Or throwing a, a dig year, is not checking the ball down. Last year, less than a week, less than a week before they traded for Christian McCaffrey, we're like, the, the 49ers need to throw the ball more to their running backs. They need to utilize that, that check down opportunity or just you know feature it. Because when they do throw it, they would, you know, they would have some success, and it, and it helps out your quarterback not to have to force those other throws. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days later, Christian McCaffrey shows up. He's like, "Well, you for sure got to throw it to the running backs now." And they started to, and I think it does open some things up. And that's one of the things I've liked about Purdy. He's been a little bit more aggressive, so it's still aggressively intermediate on offense, but just a couple more down the field, a little bit, couple more aggressive throws, couple more to your running backs, and it, it does open things up a little bit more. I think for the 49er fans, you see them throwing the ball down the field. And it's like, yes, finally open up the offense. But if you watch other teams, you'll see, I mean, how many deep shots? Like, even at the end of the year, the 49ers are still going to be probably top five lowest deep ball attempts in the league. Even yeah. with this influx of Purdy throwing the ball down the field, or at least that's what it feels like, because we're, we're not even used to seeing this many shots being taken. Exactly, yeah. And uh, I will say, to, back to the question about, is Purdy a top five quarterback in the league? statistically he has been since he started since he took over the job for the 49ers a quarterback midway through the it was the dolphins game he took over midway through right or early not on not even midway it was like first quarter first quarter and he's been a top 5 statistical quarterback in the NFL i mean he's been that so uh and and more and more people are believing in what he can do and yeah it's not it's not Josh Allen it's not Patrick Mahomes, but that there's not there's there's not only one way to play quarterback in the NFL. And we've seen plenty of guys that make some highlight throws that uh, that you would absolutely not want running your offense over someone like Brock Purdy. So uh, he's been awesome and kind of you know not. I, I think we should worry less about where he ranks and just enjoy the ride because it's uh, it's been fun so far with the 49ers. One more here from Chris. He says a relentless 
One and two punch of Christian McCaffrey and Ayuk will take care of the Cardinals. Kittle is always dangerous. Our defense will be ready to go. So he just wants that one, two punch, hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey, maybe get some bigger throws to Brandon Ayuk. Do we have Croc any confirmation on Debo Samuel right now with the ribs? I did not. It's not something I've heard a whole lot on. I'm going to go look at the Thursday practice report because he did not practice Wednesday. I know that. Maybe the folks in the chat already have that information for us here. Um, Debo Samuel. What, what, what does the game look like without him? I think the Raiders game, that was a game where he didn't play in. The 49ers, clearly, they pulled it off. Offensively, uh, you saw Brock put the ball in harm's way a little bit, tried to throw across the field, got picked off. Uh, but ultimately, it's like, well – Okay, you lose Debo, and that's the thing with the 49ers. You don't have Debo, but it's like, well, I still got Brendan Ayuk, Chris McCaffrey, George Kittle, you know. Juwan Jennings making a play here and there. Kyle Juszczyk, the most overrated quarterback. I'm just – I'm just, I say quarterback, but you know what I mean. 49er player. I'm joking, guys. I have not looked at the comments from oh, that. I, I, I wanted to check on that because I want to see because people were already mad, and, and you didn't even go that – uh, we got a, thir- a 31-13 score prediction here. So uh, here is the injury report. Uh, Debo was there, but I don't think practicing. This from David Lombardi of The Athletic. Brandon Ayuk, he was out of his blue non-contact jersey at practice, which is kind of the final step. So he practicing in full with a blue non-contact. Now he's he's ready to go. So it's looking good for Brandon Ayuk. Dre Greenlaw was back at practice. He had an ankle injury last week. Debo Samuel was spotted walking into the weight room is the report here. Um, questionable, it looks like, for both Jawan Jennings and Debo Samuel, according to Kyle Shanahan for, for Debo and uh, and Iuke, sort of doing some work off the field, it looks like. At practice, doing some work. And Danny Gray is eligible to come off IR starting, I think, Monday. So, um, yeah. Stock up for uh, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Bell on prize picks. Yeah. Oh, dude, Ronnie Bell. Absolutely. But uh, there, there is a, there is an aspect that you lose with no Debo Samuel. So um, yeah. And, and that'll be an interesting one. And I don't know. Cause Ronnie Bell has been backing up. Iuke. who's been backing up Debo is Ronnie Bell the backup there as well. Well, it sounds like Kyle likes his guys to know all the positions. Yeah. So, I mean, on any given play where Debo lines up could actually be like Kyle use <laughs> Yeah, it could be anyway. That's right. Um, so that'll be an interesting one. And, of course, you could throw the ball to Christian McCaffrey and, and you could put him out there and, and do a lot of the Debo stuff and the catch-and-run stuff too, which would be a lot of fun. So it'll be interesting there with no Debo. See if that changes things for the 49ers. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for jumping in the live chat. Appreciate all, all the everydayers out there. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and everywhere. You get your podcast. Here we go. Can the 49ers stay unbeaten week four against the Arizona Cardinals? And, of course, Croc and I will be back with you post-game to break it all down right here. Locked on 49ers.